Well, hello, all of my beautiful friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Kind Truth with me, Danielle. I apologize for the big time lapse between episodes, but I took a little bit of time off from doing my podcast just because after the last episode, kind of had some family issues to attend to. Um, we had I had some personal health issues right after the episode, and then my uncle passed away, and then my husband's mother was ill. So we've been attending to some of those things, and I just kind of felt like I wasn't in the right state of mind to be giving you the kind truth in the best way possible. So I am back in action now. All is good. Things are going well. Um, I'm actually going to be setting up an episode on the power of positivity and kindness because those two things really got me through the last month. But um, I just wanted to kind of fill you in a little bit briefly on what's been going on and why it's been so long since my last episode. So you can probably hear in the background sipping his coffee. I have Jeremy asking him to stop doing it probably a dozen times. I brought my husband in on this episode to have the discussion with him. Uh, my last episode, if you didn't catch it, was about OCD, depression, anxiety, other <laughs> mental obstacles that we have to overcome on a daily basis for some people. Um, but yeah, I wanted to bring him in because he doesn't have OCD. He does not have germophobia, really, like nowhere near my level by any means. But he does have anxiety. So I wanted to kind of have him give his two cents on what it's like from his point of view, what I go through and what he sees me go through. And then also just to kind of give his input on his anxiety and things that he might struggle with and tactics that he uses to overcome his anxiety because both of us are firm believers of not turning to medication every two seconds if you know you're feeling a little anxious or under the weather or whatever doesn't mean you need to go pop a pill or take a shot or any of that kind of stuff so Wait, with does that, that what taking a shot i don't know <laughs> maybe so, shots shots for everyone um so yeah, so we're going to just open up the dialogue and kind of see from there where we go. And without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Are you ready to get started? Are you focused? Are you paying attention? He's currently scrolling through his Instagram, looking at I'm Halloween. Ready. I'm here. Are you ready? I'm present. <clears throat> okay. So, welcome to The Kind Truth Thanks. again. Good to have you back. Hopefully we can... Glad I was invited back. Yeah, I, I, I was waiting for my. It. I was waiting for a phone call, but I never got it. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't catch him on my episode, The Husband's Two Cents on Veganism, that was a fun one that we did. We had a good time talking about things, discussing things, so on and so forth with you guys listening in. As I've stated before, all of my podcasts are unedited. I record them and I post them. I don't even listen to them before I post them because then I would probably want to edit them so i want to make this as real as possible for all of my lovely friends out there and just put it out as it is so uh yeah so my first question for you mm -hmm. dearest husband how would you in your words describe ocd what how would i describe ocd yeah like what when you hear ocd <clears throat> What do you think of? Like, what is that like? When you have, you? when you leave the house and you have to check the door if it's locked 46 times. Okay. Or when we can't leave the house and then you magically have to go to the bathroom every time. <laughs> 
doesn't matter. It just you we just leave in the house and oh where'd Danielle go? Oh <laughs> she just decided to take a shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, lovely imagery for everyone. Okay, so just like rituals are kind of what you think of. I'm just kidding. For... She, that's not true. Mm-hmm. But she has to wash her hands if air touches. If I touch the trash can and wave my hands in the air, the germs have now spread through the air and almost wash their hands. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. It's just way over. It's overkill. It's just. Yeah. So would you say that's OCD or is that germophobia or both? <clears throat> uh, that's both. Okay. Your OCD is when you have to, you know, you're checking the door nine times to make sure it's locked. Or you, we get out of the car at Target and you have to lock the car 14 times. Even three though, times. Even though damn well you know it's locked. It's three times. I do things usually in threes. So it's three times. I have to hear the beep of the door. It's coffee is scrummily umptious. So um, just a factoid from my last segment that germophobia is a kind of a type of OCD. Um, it's one form of OCD. <clears throat> Same with like perfectionism and other things where you obsess over something, so you're paranoid that germs are on you, or you're paranoid that you didn't do something properly. So in order to overcome that anxiety that builds up, you ritualize. Your your compulsion is to wash your hands, or lock the car three times, or yell at somebody else to wash their hands. So it's, it's a Non-stop. cycle. Non-stop. Wash your hands. Non-stop. I go outside. They don't even know what I did outside. But I come back in. Wash your hands. I didn't touch anything. You touched the door handles. I touched the door handles yes. in my own house. Well, the outdoor. Here. Here's here's a point from my point of view. So you go outside. You come back inside. That same doorknob that was touched when you came <clears throat> home from work. When you came inside from taking out the trash. When I picked up Daisy's poop. When... The mailman opened the door to slide a package in between the doors. So all of those hands touched that doorknob. Did he deliver it on time? I don't know. I don't know. Are you referring to a movie? (laughs) Is that what you're trying to bring up here? So to me, that door handle is dirty. And yes, I do clean my door handles, but they still get dirty. I mean, your hands get dirty doing stuff outside. So, you know, you got to clean. Explain to everyone how your grandma cooks. (sighs) Okay. So I pay attention now to things of other people. I study them incessantly. The reason I'm <laughs> she's going to explain this story is because her grandma cooks the most unsanitary way humanly possible, but, but magically her grandma is still alive and good to go. So <laughs> I love my grandma to death. Like literally my favorite person on this entire planet outside of my husband, my child, and my dog. Uh, slap some raw meat and give you a handshake at the same time. Yeah. I, I, okay. So. Reference point. And blow her nose. <laughs> I watched her one day. I was sitting at the dining room table and I was watching her prepare dinner. And she had raw hamburger. And she got it out of the fridge, set it on the counter, and proceeded to portion it out. I think she was making burgers. Something to where she had to touch the raw meat. And she put it into the pan, which she, without washing her hands in between, had gotten the pan out of the cupboard. Put the raw meat in there. Then, still without washing her hands, went over to the fridge, opened the fridge, grabbed, like, ketchup or something. And then did that, and then put that back. And then she, her nose 
kind of like I do. You have that like chronic drip syndrome, whatever. So then she put the tissue out of her pocket to wipe her nose. And then she went over and did something else. And it was like I was literally sitting there internalizing this horror and just also making a mental note of everything she was touching because I knew as soon as she left the kitchen, I was going to Lysol and Clorox the daylights out of everything she touched. So, but to her, that's just, you know, going about my business cooking. Whereas for me, back when I would prepare meat, because again, I am animal cruelty free, don't eat any meat or meat-like products, but back when I would prepare, you know, a turkey or burgers or whatever, I would get everything ready and out. Then I would open up the refrigerator, grab the package, which was always double bagged, and then I would use one hand, and I would pay attention to which hand, to open the package and put the meat into, say, the pan. And then I would immediately go back and put it in the double bag, use my foot to pull open the drawer for the trash can, which I have clean feet and socks on, put that into the trash can, close the trash can with my foot, use my elbow to turn on the faucet, and wash my hands about three or four times. This is a circus. And then, after my hands felt clean enough, I would take the pan and put it in the oven or whatever, and then wash my hands again just to ensure that I didn't cross-contaminate between them. But I, I mean, just the thought of raw meat on a counter and touching all these other things. And yeah, she is 83 years old and kicking butt, taking names, living life. But for me, it's just like, in my brain, we're going to get salmonella. We're going to get E. coli. We're going to get listeria. We're going to have bacteria that's going to build up and it's going to cross-contaminate my vegetables and my fruits. And Tess is going to... And I just see all of these horror stories replaying in my head of anything I've ever learned in biology 101. So that's where my brain goes. So maybe me studying biology and zoology has kind of condemned me mildly. I don't know. But that's just... So thank you for opening that rabbit hole of that Well, hopefully the rabbit hole is clean. It is clean. We wouldn't want it to be contaminated. It is a disinfected rabbit hole. Thank you very much. Jeez. So, okay, fine. So everything I just described to you, like, if you were in my shoes, what do you think it physically feels like for me? Well, when it would I physically hurt because trash? I wear a size 11. Anyways. So. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you take out the trash and you come inside, or when I watched my grandma prepare mm. the dish, what do you think it felt like for me? Like, if you were me, how would you describe what it felt like? Your t- chest was probably tightening up. Mm-hmm. And your heart was beating fast. Yeah. There's vomit on your sweater. Mom's spaghetti. Already. (laughs) (laughs) Nervous on the surface, but I look calm and ready to drop bombs. Okay, anyway. This is not sponsored by Eminem. Marshall Mathers, love you. But, so, I'm going to give you a little bit of imagery. Are you ready for some imagery? Some imagery. So, visualize Mr. I love to run because I'm crazy. Um, Who's that? You. I don't love to run. Well, you did. I hate running. He's the worst person ever to go running with, especially when you're back in the day having asthma problems and I'm like barely hanging on to get through the mile and he's like running circles around me backwards like, come on, hurry up. Yeah, I'm not in the military anymore, buddy. You're but, not first or last. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. Um, okay, so imagine you just went for a run, a jog, a jaunt, a swift walk, whatever. Then you come home and... You find your child underneath the car and you got to lift that car off your child. So you're panicked because you're like, why is my kid under the car? 
holy crap. And you're trying to lift this car with all of your might. So are you, can you picture all of those feelings going on right now? Like you're out of breath from running. The panic is setting in because you're worried your child's not going to be okay. You're trying to lift this car. So your whole body is like, this is the most unrealistic situation ever. I'm just, just visualize the feelings and you guys listening, visualize it. Like take a minute, picture you're running home you see your kid under a car or pet or whoever you love under a car. You're trying to lift this car to help save their life. All of those feelings of out of breath, your whole body is stressed out, your anxiety, you want to puke. You know, you're kind of getting where I'm going. Okay. That is what it feels like for me when I watch you take out the trash or when I watch my grandma. Well, cook. then I will no longer take the trash out. Well, I, we will just let it overflow <laughs> in the kitchen. I know. And, and then you can describe to me what feelings you get. <laughs> When you see that. I'm just saying, like, if you come at me with trash hands, okay, (laughs) which he so likes to do. I just took out the trash. Let me chase you around the house with trash hands, which I did discuss that on my last podcast, how that's actually very damaging to me. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to film it. (laughs) No, please don't. But it just... So that I'm just trying to help you understand what it feels like for me with those things so that maybe you can understand like a little bit. And yeah, I'm trying to work on it. I'm li- he got me a book, which I'm going to start reading by the beautiful. She hasn't started reading I have it. not yet. Howie it's sitting Mandel. on the book collecting desk. Have, have I, had, I haven't had Sitting a on chance. the shelf collecting desk. I have not had a chance. But his book, Don't Touch Me, because Howie suffers from all, all kinds of things in his life that I might relate to and maybe he has some coping mechanisms that I could take from because he's you know a public figure so people are always trying to touch him and manhandle him and whatever else they got going on but I'm hoping I'm always looking for ways to help me cope so that's why I've taken up yoga that's why I've done other things to focus on the good find what feels good Adrian Mishler love you all of those things help me. So, is there any more name dropping? No, I'm just you know, in case one day any of them ever listens, I just want to let them know my love for them, mm. and maybe other people can get love from them too and like help their lives. Mm. Um, okay, so with that being said, why do you find it humorous to trigger me? I don't find it humorous. So, I just I feel as if I'm a medical doctor trying a experimental system to try to maybe get you over that hurdle so maybe in my head i'm like well what if i do this and it actually helps you see so you think that touching trash and then coming at me with it yes is going to help that's called face your fears right is that like but is that a controlled environment yes it's controlled how is it controlled because the the meat or the trash is only on my hands, so it's controlled. It's 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 I control what I touch, so it is a hundred percent controlled for you. So I could put my hands one milla inch away from your nose with that I just rubbed in the trash can, but I'm like getting heart. I would never. About it. I wouldn't touch your face, so that I mean nothing would get on you. But, I mean, I could put it that close to your face. And it, it, it would be in the air that I would be breathing in, and then it would get in me. I mean, that's ridiculous. Is it? It's not in the air. Some things can travel. Some things are airborne. Some pathogens yeah. are airborne. My farts are airborne. <laughs> okay? Okay, this, isn't, this is trash. 
But you can smell trash, so that's airborne. I that's mean, a smell, right? Have you ever heard of anyone getting... Uh, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And we're sticking on trash just because this is such a hot button for us, honestly. <laughs> like, it's just... Yeah, he can't take out the trash without me, like, screaming bloody murder to wash his hands. And now Tessa does it, too, which... Is funny, but I not. can't go anywhere now. Tessa screams for me to wash my hands. <laughs> I haven't even done anything, and she's screaming, "Wash your hands!" Yeah. Uh, okay, so kind of plays into my next question: How is my OCD, germophobia, and anxiety impacting you? Well, my hands are very dry because I wash them so much. It doesn't really it doesn't really impact me. I've learned to I've learned to live with it just like my anxiety and you learn to you learn to deal with it. You learn what triggers it and unless you want to be an ass and mess with you, you learn what not to do and what to do to avoid it. Yeah. So it doesn't really it doesn't really <clears throat> affect me until we are trying to make it to the airport and you decide that you don't even have to go to the bathroom, but because we're leaving, you must go to the bathroom. You don't even have to go to the bathroom. We have a, a plane to catch. It's that's when it possibly affects us, but otherwise it doesn't. Yeah, or like when we go to check in at a hotel or a rental car, I have to fully sanitize and wipe like the phone in the room and the she just doesn't wipe it don't let her kid you she doesn't wipe it the handles okay hotel maids have offered her a job <laughs> okay okay we've picked up rental cars and other people have given her the keys because they thought she was the person checking in the car okay they see her cleaning the car and they say ma'am where do i turn my car in so yeah it's not just wiping it's detailing the car <laughs> or cleaning the hotel room. Well, in my defense, I mean, think about it. Do we know that these maids or these rental car companies are legit <clears throat> cleaning? I mean, we've gotten rental cars that have had like dried baby puke in them and stuff like that. That, was, that happened food. one time. We've rented a thousand yeah. cars. The other car had like a McDonald's bag crammed in the console. That it did. Yeah. So stuff like that makes me think, obviously, they're not caring too much about cleaning it so i'm just gonna wipe i think of whatever we would be touching most regularly so if it's a car steering wheel shift knob door handles door rest seat belts consoles phone holders cup holders dash radio all the stuff <clears throat> that we might touch turn signal and then in a hotel room same thing i'm gonna make sure that the remote control is clean the phone is clean for you know if you need to order room service or call concierge or whatever um, I wipe all the $13 brownie. <laughs> yeah. Le lesson learned. When you go to the Marriott and you order room service to get your daughter a birthday brownie, better be prepared for $15 for brownie and ice cream. Yeah. That was wrong on so many levels. <clears throat> but, um, yeah, I mean, handles in the bathroom, you know, wipe down the sink knobs, the shower Traveling knob. soon. Yay. We are traveling soon. So it's just, and say airport, get in the airport, I wipe down the handles, I wipe down the seatbelt, the little tray on the airplane, um, movie theaters, I wipe down. And that's fine. Most airports, cities we go to, 
you know, when we go to LA, LAX, they're used to seeing cuckoos. Mm-hmm. So they don't mind. California's my peeps, man. They know what's going on. Maybe I'm a Californian and I just don't know it. Hmm? Maybe I'm a, I said maybe I'm a Californian and I just don't know it. Like I got my peeps out there. But it does help. I mean, there's a lot of, you know, when we travel on planes and stuff, you hear all the people hacking and whatever. And it's just stuff like that, that I, I don't know. In my brand, I'm helping our family not get sick. So uh, we've talked about my anxieties and OCDs and things like that. But how about you? Do you want to share a little bit about your anxiety and like how it's impacted you? If it's gotten worse, better, what you do to deal with it? I have, it's probably gotten worse and I just deal with it on a day-to-day basis. I don't really know what triggers it. Um, I don't medicate, so it's a little harder for me to cope with it, but I don't let it affect my daily life. I just, I just manage it and move forward slowly. Well, I know one trigger for you is like public places which it's like the mall is a really bad place for you it's not that well it is that but malls movie theaters stuff like that it's because i like my cup what are you doing yeah but i'm I'm sure that i can hear that with your ring like ringing on your cup it's because we live in an uncertain world with you know crazy people movie theaters you have two exits you know so something goes down you limited space malls if something goes down people don't think and they panic and trample and so unfortunately you know i won't walk past any trash cans at work because i think that someone could have possibly dropped a pipe bomb in the trash can you know with rightful so we just had you know the building across from my building guy just shot up people you know last month so you know it just unfortunately slowly getting worse uh, due to the horrors of our world. So your anxiety in that perspective is like situational, like you're concerned about what other people are going to do. So you always strategically analyze like exits. Yes. Combative ways to. I mean, look what just happened with Kroger. Yeah. And the guy and walked into the Kroger in Kentucky and just started shooting people randomly. No motive. He just wanted to kill people. And then the next day you're going to Kroger to go grocery shopping. You know, so what did I tell you to do? You know, okay. I mean, we have concealed weapon permits, but we rarely carry. Why? We're, we're right. We're legally allowed to carry. So carry it. I mean, it's best bet. It's better to at least have a fighting chance than let some senseless individual, you know, harm your family. So, you know, instead of running away and cowering down behind the fruit stand and hoping that, it, you know, hoping the nightmare stops and goes away. I mean, it's, you know, it's ridiculous. That's another conversation. That is a whole nother conversation. So we want to, again, keep things truthful, but kind. It is truthful. It is truthful. It is. I just don't want to make it sound like we're like, you know. I'm going to start my own podcast. It's going to be called The Dark Side. That you know what? <laughs> Send me some tweets, guys. At the kind truth one has to have a number one at the end of it. Let me know if you want him to start his own podcast called The Dark Side because he 
we get comments all the time. I'm the bright, cheerful, bubbly, life is good, woo-saw person, and he's the, here's the hammer, here's what you don't see is really going on behind the curtain, look at the wizard now kind of person. And it works really well for us because I can help him get out of his grumpiness sometimes, and he can help bring me to reality on things not being always so beautiful and bubbly and kind to an extent. Being beautifully and bubbly and kind is perfectly fine and is, you know, is good. But don't don't let the, you know, don't, <clears throat> how do you say it? Don't take the, you know, the horrors of the world lightly and assume that they don't exist. You know, people are so blinded and think that, you know, bad things don't happen. They get so comfortable in their daily lives and nothing will ever happen. And they're wearing their suit and ties and going to work and no one, you know, they make a lot of money so no one will harm them and they drive a nice car so nothing will happen to them. It's bullshit. Language. It's bullshit. <laughs> or this is a family-friendly-ish yeah. podcast, sir. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, like you said, that's a definitely a, a whole nother episode in and of itself for a topic on street smarts, I guess we could call it, right? Being wise. Oh, yeah, that Streets. would be a good one. Street smarts, street wise, something like that. Pencil me in for that. Contact my agent. Contact your agent. Oh. All right, I'll talk to Tessa. See Thank what you. She says. Um, so is there anything that you do since you don't like to take any medications? Is there anything that you do to help like ease when you're feeling your anxiety? Is there like, like for me, if I'm feeling really bad anxiety, um, I will compulse, you know, I'll compulsively wash my hands or I'll kind of knead my hands together or I'll take deep breaths. I'll think of my yoga practice and do no. yoga. Is there like, well, you said the other night. you Anxiety is... Anxiety is a is trickery. Anxiety is brought on by unwanted thoughts about something that you cannot control, may or that may or may not happen. You know, you have anxiety if someone thinks they're going to get fired and then they have anxiety for a week and then they never get fired. I mean, you had, you know, you can control those thoughts. So the when you have anxiety, I think the biggest, the biggest, the quickest fix is your breathing exercises. I don't think that's the quickest fix. I think the quickest fix is immediately distracting the mind. So if you have anxiety, it sounds crazy. If you play, you know, some people don't like playing video games. If you play video games, your anxiety will pretty much go away instantly. Because you will immediately forget about everything that you had anxiety about. Or just, you know, something else to move your brain on to doing. So you could, if you don't like video games, talk to a friend, read a book. Uh, yeah. Uh, another big thing draw that or color. works is uh, watching old shows that you've already seen. Like I watch a lot. I watch King of Queens a lot. Um, Roseanne. The original uh, Roseanne. <laughs> Family Matters, Hulu has all these those good old shows. Uh, shows that you've already seen, so you don't really have to concentrate on. But it reminds your brain of a... The good times. Um, a happiness, a happy point in your life when you were younger. 
and relaxes you. That's actually scientifically proven. Read about it. It is a study, yeah. <laughs> if you guys want on your time, Google it. It actually has been, we found this study years ago that watching reruns from your childhood yeah totally relaxes your brain and your body it takes you back to your warm comfy fuzzy feelings yep. and can really help stimulate your brain to reach its peak relaxation what I, I fell asleep to the fresh prince of bel-air for probably a year straight yeah yeah Fr yeah fresh prince of bel-air was good and then king of queens king was of queens. probably about a year uh, home Every improvement, year. family yeah. matters. And oddly for me, back in the day when we used to work opposite shifts and I worked days, he worked nights. This is years and years ago living in Florida. And he would get home at one or two in the morning and he would play his games. And, you know, he was in the military. He's attuned to playing militant games, I guess is that how you would say it, but like Call of Duty and Battlefield and stuff like that. And so I would sit with him in the living room and I would fall asleep to his video game every night. And it was odd because I found myself being comforted by his game playing. And mind you, these games are like gunfire and people screaming and yelling. And it was just the weirdest thing ever. But for me, it was we were both home. We were both in our safe place and I could actually finally relax. So it's weird how your brain links these things to that feeling of relaxation. Quite fascinating really if we think about it it's not fascinating that's horrible well not who that falls, specifically who, who says falling asleep to gunfire well, okay so not gunfire i meant that was a reality for me when i was in the military yeah station in seattle and my barracks were like really close to one of the tank ranges and every morning i would be woken up by the sound of tanks shooting like, do you want to get woken up no. every day by the sound? I mean, it sounds like you're in a war zone, but you're not. They're just out there training. Practicing. Yeah. So. Well, I was just trying to make a point of like you, your brain finds things that it finds relaxing. So like you being home at the same time as me, I could relax because I wasn't worried about where you were and what you were doing. I knew we were both home. So it doesn't have to be video games. It could be anything. Go get an adult coloring book or a drawing huh. pad or. I thought you were going to go somewhere else. <laughs> For some people, maybe they like adult. TV and movies. I don't know. Whatever your thing is, do your thing. Chicken wing. No chicken wings. For wow. real. Chicken wings sound good. No chicken wings. Gosh, mm. we're not getting on that tirade again. Chicken. Okay. Well, I think I've kind of just trying to give you guys a little more insight onto fi finding your own ways of dealing with anxiety or OCD or depression or germophobia or perfectionism, whatever troubles you and ails you, don't think of it as a negative impact on your life. Don't think of it as a disorder. Think of it in a kind way as, hey, this is a hurdle and I have to find a way to overcome this hurdle. So try things, try new things, see what works for you, whether it's a breathing technique, whether it's yoga, whether it's playing video games or drawing, whatever watching reruns of your favorite shows, whatever that is. Just try to take a minute, take a breath, and find out what helps you get over it in a kind way, not necessarily turning to a medication. And some people need their medication. I'm not saying, you know, oh, shame on you for taking medication if that's what you need. I'm not a doctor. He's not a doctor. We're just trying to help everybody find... I do take medication when we fly because we fly a lot. So yes. I do take medication when we fly. He does. He takes a half, sometimes a half of a half, so a quarter of a pill. But 
it, you know, do what you got to do to make yourself feel good. Because in the end of the day, but then we... you get mad at me because I fall asleep quick. It, <laughs> it makes me tired. Yeah, it, well, see, that's the negative of it. Is... It's a five-hour flight across the country. <laughs> we don't always fly that far, but he takes his, you know, medication to relieve his anxiety, which in turn makes him tired, and he falls asleep. So then, if I happen to, and then be I really wake tired... up, and then I wake up mid-flight, and she's glaring at me. <laughs> Did you enjoy your nap? <laughs> Can I take a nap now? <laughs> well, yeah, because sometimes I have to work the night before we travel. So I'm like uber tired and I like to read on the plane because Tessa likes to watch her movies. And so I'll bring my Kindle um, reader or an actual book, whatever. And I don't get to read or do whatever because, you know, I'm making sure she's OK and the flight attendants are walking by. It's just I mean, I, I love traveling. I just Flying is not the most awesome, spectacular experience, but I do enjoy seeing parts of our country and eventually parts of the world because we're going to start hitting some international destinations here in the soonness, hopefully, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. All right, guys. Well, I will not keep you any longer. I appreciate you taking the time to listen to both of us and tune in. I'm getting the next episode set up here. It will not be a long hiatus. I'm probably not going to do every 13 days because that's what I started out doing. Um, I might do just every other week or maybe even weekly. Depends how the mood strikes me that particular time. Just but come on and say it. You failed. I did not fail. Failing failed. is a negative you like failed. hate word. You made of. a promise. I didn't make a promise. And you failed. Is that what we're going with? I think my beautiful Failure. friends would understand what's going on. That the real world is not always awesome, and sometimes you need to take time for yourself. Rainbows and unicorns. Yeah, sometimes there's ogres, like you know, and you got to turn them like Shrek. You got to turn them into nice ogres, and then it gets better again, right? Did you just call them ogres? I didn't call them ogres. I just said the things in your life can sometimes be like a big scary ogre, but then once you just talk and feel it out then it's like shrek then the ogre is nice and the bad things go away yeah that oh happened my i'll leave you guys on that note i again appreciate you listening i love you guys all very much make sure you're That's always platonic, platonic love, love. <laughs> we went over this last time goodness gracious i will see you guys on the next episode in the meantime remember to always always be kind to yourself to others and to the world Hopefully that didn't just blank that out with him covering it up with the blanket. We will find out after we publish it. Love you guys. See you next time. Peace. Bye.